0: Genesis chapter 37. Again, it's just such a great privilege and honor to be here with you this morning. Thank God for all of you that are here. Glad you were able to make it out with us to be in our service this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. What a great time we've had over the past three days at the Youth Congress. It was wonderful. Thank God for that. Amen. Hallelujah glory be to God Genesis chapter 37 we're going to begin in verse number 5 the Bible says in verse number 5 and Joseph dreamed a dream and he told it his brethren and they hated yet the more hated him yet the more and he said unto them, Here, I pray you, this dream which I have dreamed. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field. And lo, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And behold, your sheaves stood round about and made obeisance to my sheaf. And his brethren said to him, Shall thou indeed reign over us? Question mark, Or shall thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his dreams and for his words. And he dreamed yet another dream and told it his brethren and said, behold, I have dreamed a dream more. And behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made obeisance to me. And he told it to his father and to his brethren. And his father rebuked him and said unto him, what is this dream that thou hast dreamed? Shall I and thy mother and thy brethren indeed come to bow down ourselves to thee, to the earth? And his brethren envied him, but his father observed the saying. So his brothers was like, I hate that boy. Joseph at the time was um, the second um, to the last child, and he told his dream. His brothers already felt like his father, favor- his father favored him, and he did. And so they already had an issue with him, and then he told them about his dream, and they had even a greater issue with him. And so when he told it to his father, his father wasn't so keen on it, but the father, because he favored him so much, says, well, we'll see. I don't like it, but we'll see. And so because he, his father loved him, his father at least left the door open to say, well, we'll see. But the brothers wasn't having it. And they said, Mm-mm, you, we're not bowing down to you. They had, they had an issue with that. And so Joseph's dream was now an issue. Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, oh God, I sense your presence. And I know, Lord God, you will move in this place today upon your people. But, Lord, I pray that every heart will be open. And every person will respond to your spirit moving on their heart. Whatever, Lord God, you're compelling them to do, I pray that they will be brave and bold and respond in obedience. I pray today faith will operate in every heart and every mind. I pray Lord God that there will be a supernatural act of the Holy Ghost among us. That change will take place in our life. That change will take place in our heart. That we will be transformed by the renewing of our
1: mind. And that God from this day forth we will never ever be the same again. We will cling to you. Cling to your word. Hunger for you and thirst for you. Continue to seek after you and feel after you today Lord God I release blessings upon your people not because I have blessings to give them but because you oh God will honor me in my petition to you will you release blessings upon your people will you release almighty God the presence of the Lord to overshadow them will you bring peace into their heart and mind will you bring joy into their heart Lord God will you bless them financially will you touch them in their deep emotions Lord God Where God you will steady them and make them whole in their emotion, Lord. I pray, Almighty God, that they will be bold and confident today, Lord God, to hold to the things that are of God and to resist the things that are not of God. Bless them, Lord God, in their home today. Their children, their family. Will you bless them today, Lord God? That they will know you are their God and you have chosen them for such a time as this. We love you, Jesus, and we honor you all of these things we are asking you in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Clap your hands unto the Lord and give him a shout of praise. You may be seated.
0: Today I would like to talk to you on this topic, your dreams are safe with God. Your dreams are safe with God. Huh? God, I love you. God, I appreciate your goodness and your kindness. There is none like you, o Lord. You're so good to us. You're so kind to us. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of Jesus. All of humanity have or will experience Having dreams. There's not one person that is born into the human race that will not experience having dreams. A dream is defined as a succession of images, impressions, or emotions passing through the mind during sleep or Even while one is awake. Relaxed. We call that daydreaming. So you can obtain. Dreams. You can have. You can experience dreams. While you're asleep. But while you're just relaxing. And daydreaming. You can experience having dreams. So we all have had those. Whether it be daydream. Daydreaming. Or it's. I was sleeping last night or I was sleeping at some point and I experienced a dream. Dreams consist of deep desires and passion that is in you.
1: We always wonder, where did that dream come from? How did I get that dream? And I'm here to tell you that majority of the times when you dream a dream, it's deep desires
0: and passions that is in your life that you're saying oh God and,
1: and you don't know what to do with them. And so at some point in time, you're going to start dreaming about them. You're going to start having dreams and, and seeing those desires and passions and action. And so while you're daydreaming, just sitting there relaxing or you're sleeping in your bed or in your couch wherever on the floor and you're dreaming these dreams, they're usually passions and desires that you have and you probably just didn't know what to do with them, but they become dreams.
0: These desires and passion, we often keep them deeply hidden because they seem so impossible and unreasonable that we don't dare speak or put them, put actions behind them. So we have these deep desires and passions that we dreamed about them or or we daydreamed about them and 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 we don't say anything about them and we just hold on to them and sometimes they even depress us because we have these dreams and we're saying, oh God, I wish
1: somehow and, and, and it seems impossible and it seems like it can't happen and so you suppress it some more and you you, you you just forget about it because you believe that
0: it just can't happen but ever so often it will just come back to memory and you're like frustrated this is too complicated, this is too crazy I'm here to tell you this morning, God uses dreams to communicate
1: to us God uses dreams to communicate to us we just don't have dreams dreams weren't just put there just so okay it's just a part of being a a, a, a human, no 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 everything God does he do it on purpose God just don't do things just to do them. If he created us to have dreams, it's because there's a reason behind it. And I know this morning that God has used dreams to communicate to us.
0: We can dismiss it or we can accept it, but that's God's will.
1: I believe God established dreams as a part of the human existence as another way to communicate to us. Our selfish and evil ways may corrupt that avenue, that avenue of communication at times with God, but the purpose is still for Him to use dreams to communicate to us. So while we may have some dreams that you know is not of God, while we may have dreams that is corrupt, here is how it works. Dreams were established for us to be able to receive communications from God, but that's when we're holy, and that's when we're pure, and that's when we're righteous, but when sin came into our world, it invaded that communication with God in the dream, and just like it is today, just in a a way where it's not a dream of sort But sin interrupts our communication flow to God So don't look at your dream
0: that is not right And says, well God where did that come from Because of our nature of We defiled ourselves in sin And so now we have desires and passion that are ungodly And those also provoke dreams
1: But God It's not going to change his way, part of his way, of communicating to us because we decide to be
0: corrupted. We corrupt ourselves. So that doesn't mean God says, okay, you guys, I, I, I allowed you to experience dreams when I created you so I can commune with you. But now you have sinned and I have to change my way. God don't change. Because you decide to do what you're going to do, that doesn't mean God is going to change what
1: he's going to do. We don't determine what God do or not do. God's going to do what he decides to do anyway. But we can do something about it by getting on board with God. I've said it so many times that what we struggle with is we don't want to get on board with God. We want God to do what we want, but if that's the case, then we become God's. He is God, so we get on board with him. He is not us where he got to get on board with us. We get on board with him. God has given all of us dreams. I believe many of us in this room this morning have received dreams from God. And
0: we have never said a word about those dreams that we've received from God. The only people that know about those dreams is you and God.
1: Hmm. Why
0: haven't we said anything about the dreams that we've had, that we know is a dream that God put into our heart, a dream that we dreamed? Why haven't we said anything about it? Are you waiting for God to do something magical to make your dream come true? Are you afraid if you tell people your dream, they will hate on you and prevent your dream from coming through? Which one is it? God has put dreams in you.
1: You dreamt about being a Christian. You dreamt about going to heaven. You dreamt about doing something really big for God. You dreamt about just doing miraculous things in God. There's some people you have dreamt that you were able to pray for people and they began to be healed. There are some of you you have dreamt dreams where you saw yourself talking to a lot of people and they heard you and they gave their life to God. There's so many people in here that receive dreams that you see yourself in and you're doing something for God or you see yourself going to heaven you see yourself in heaven and you're wondering what is that all about God? But
0: God has given you dreams. I remember when I started seeking after God to to get saved, I remember I started having dreams about the rapture all the time. I'm just like, man, one day God is going to come and he's going to pull us out of the earth. And I started experiencing us ascending to heaven. I'm like, man, God and and that just spurred me on even the more to keep seeking after God because if that was what
1: was going to happen I wanted to experience it so bad that when I dreamt those dreams of us ascending to heaven I said man God and I prayed even more because I want to see myself one day in the real but not in the dream ascending to heaven to make heaven my home and to spend all eternity with Jesus Christ the almighty God we have to start seeing the dreams that God has put into our heart and if God has called you he called you to give you dreams of what he will do through you
0: God has given all of us dreams yes he has
1: I heard it said this way if your dreams are low explainable and easily accomplished it may have come from you But if your dreams are lofty, unexplainable... And not easily accomplished. Then it must have come from God. The devil not going to give you nothing that's unattainable. The devil will always put things in your mind that seems like you can achieve that. Because his desire is to lower you away from God. His desire is to trick you. His desire is to deceive you. So when you get dreams. And they seem so easily to be accomplished. They seem so lower. They seem so easy. When you get those dreams. I'm telling you i telling you, watch out, it may not have come from God, because God's dream is so high and so lofty that in your own mind, you can't even understand it. You can't even understand what that dream is all about. God's dreams are lofty, they're high, and they're unexplainable. That's one of the reasons why we don't want to go around and tell a dream about Fox, because we think, man, I look crazy telling somebody this. God has put this dream in you that seems so lofty, that seems so unexplainable, that seems like it cannot be achieved. And you're saying, man, where did that come from? You know what? I'm not going to say anything because it doesn't seem like that will ever happen. And I don't want to look like a fool telling people about this. So I just keep my mouth shut and keep praying in my mind. But I'm here to tell you that's not what God's intent for your life is. God wants something different. Mm. You're sitting on the dream. You're not talking about
0: the dream. Because you're worried about... You know how people are. You can't tell them nothing. Women forgive me if I'm talking out of turn. But a lot of women... I ain't telling them my business. Uh, I know women that get sick and like, Don't tell nobody I'm sick. I'm like, we're Christians. Don't we supposed to pray for each other? Don't let nobody know nothing wrong with me. What is that all about? I don't know. Maybe one of you ladies can tell me one day why sometimes you're like, don't tell anybody. I don't want anybody to know my business. Brothers don't worry about that too much. But God's dreams are lofty. God's dreams are unexplainable. God dreams seems unattainable. And you're wondering what in the world, and you're just sitting on it. The other thing that you have to be careful about. God dropped this in my spirit this morning. Some of us fear God, fear Satan more than we trust God. God told me that this morning. I didn't hear him audibly. It's a great strong impression he put on my heart. He says, people are more afraid of Satan than they are trusting me. And so what happens is, you're afraid of the devil so much that, here we here's what we say. Keep it quiet. We don't want to tell the devil nothing. We don't want to say nothing for the devil to hear it, and then all of a sudden, he's going to give you a hard time. I'm going to deal with that today a little bit. Yeah. So you're afraid of the devil more than you trust God. I need you to think about that for a second. Think about how you have attempted to live for God and what held you up. You're afraid to do certain things because you're worried that if you start doing it, this is not a curse word, but it's in the Bible. you worry you're going to catch hell. Yeah. So I'm not doing that. Can't do that. Because you're afraid of all the craziness that's going to happen if you do that. That means you are afraid of Satan. You
1: are afraid what can happen if you trust God. We come to church and we're afraid to do certain things because of what? Are you going to be fearful of the devil more than you trust God? Now I know sometimes it takes faith to do certain things, but I do believe in many cases, in many instances, we are afraid of what the devil is threatening us with, and so we 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 hold back because we're saying, "I don't want the devil to come give me a hard
0: time and mess with me, so I'm just going to hold back." The devil don't mess with nobody that he has under their, under his control. And so here's the problem with what I'm if that's your position. You won't experience a lot of what the devil will do to you if he thinks that he has you under control. And so your life will be peaceable, quote unquote, will be all right. Because guess what? The devil says, "Okay, I got you going to hell. You right lined up with me. And so I'm just going to keep you right in that spot. I don't want you to get provoked any other way because you're going in the direction I want you to go. So I'm not going to mess with you. I'm just going to let everything flow with you. And so I'm telling you this to wake you up this morning. Life may seem nice and flowy and easy for you right now. And the devil may be saying, good, keep on thinking. Everything is all good. Good. Just keep on going in that direction. That's what the devil is saying. So guess what? He won't do anything to make you think that you're heading in the wrong direction. He wants you to think you're heading in the, wrong, in, in, in the right direction, but really you're going in the wrong direction. Remember what we always said? Why does people that are addicted to drugs and use a lot of drugs usually they don't have a steady job, they don't keep a steady job because of their addiction and all of this but why do they keep on finding the money to get the drugs? See Satan wants you to be going in the wrong direction. And so you're always gonna make a, a way for the addicted individual to somehow get something so they can keep feeding that habit of drug addiction and and maybe some of us are not addicted to drugs but he will always make your life convenient in him he's trying to make life convenient for you in him and god don't make your life convenient in him and that again is an issue for us we want god to make our life convenient oh god loves me he's supposed to make my life easy no, your life would be easy if the day that you were born and you obey God, you're still doing it as an adult today. Your life will be easy. The reason why your life not easy in God is because when we were born, we got went into sin. We went off living what however we wanted. So now we develop a culture in our life of what we like, of what we want, and how we do things. And then all of a sudden you go read your Bible and you come in here to preach a preacher and you're like, Oh no, that's just going to make my life too inconvenient. But you develop that lifestyle that you're living now. Now you're telling God, Ah, God, I don't know about that. I can't do that. But the reason why it's a challenge for you is because you spend all your life setting up shop in your life the way you like it. And so you like it the way it is. And so now God is trying to tell you, well, that's not what I intended, but that's what you did. And now it's a challenge to change over. Hmm. Don't be... So afraid of the devil that you don't trust God. Don't be so afraid of the devil, afraid to do the things of God that you you don't do what God wants you to do because you're just afraid of the devil. The Bible says Joseph told his dream to his brothers and they hated him because of his dream. That's That's what the Bible said. They hated him because of his dream. When when Joseph told his dream to his brothers, all they can think about is, the way he described it was they have to bow down to him. God usually do not explain the process to us. He only give us the dream and what will be accomplished. I mess with God all the time. God is a setup. But you gotta learn his ways and laugh with him. Because God gave Joseph a dream, and all everybody can see in the dream, they're supposed to bow down to Joseph. They couldn't see anything else. We don't realize how badly we have, for lack of better word, corrupted ourselves in our thinking. And, and, and how we live that we see things the wrong way all the time. We always see things the wrong way. And it's not because we're trying to see things the wrong way. It's because of how we've lived our lives and corrupted ourselves in our way of living and our way of thinking. And so now everything we look at now, we're seeing it from our way of thinking and from how we have experienced things. And so his brothers, you know why they saw it like that? Daddy favored Joseph, and so because Daddy favored him, here they, here he go talking about we gonna bow down to him. So because Daddy favored you, you, think we gonna bow down to you? So they only thought about the bow down right away because they had a problem with him because they felt like he was being favored by Dad, and now all of a sudden he's telling them this dream that says their sheaves is gonna bow down to his sheep. Our way of thinking, the way we have lived our life, make our thinking and our understanding corrupt. Huh. We need to ask God to change our way of thinking. Transform us by the renewing of our minds. Father, transform us by the renewing of our minds. Father, transform us by the renewing of our minds. Father, transform us. I don't want my thinking to be the way it is. The other day, my good friend, uh, Brother White, and I was driving somewhere, and he mentioned something to made me think about it. He said, you know, he always talk about me as I always talk about you that we're just good friends. Right. And so he said, um, I was telling people that, man, Brother Wyatt can just talk to anybody, any place, anywhere. I don't know. How does he do that? And one of the things I realized that I've chosen to do, I said, people might just think that's just who I am, but it just doesn't work that way. It had to make me think when he said it. He can talk to anybody. Yes, I've been exposed to certain way of life, and so I can pick up on certain things. That that's there. I'm not going to tell you anything different from that. But here is what I choose to do that will always work. And I told him this. I said, you know why? All of us got flaws, and all of us got issues. We're still working out our character. But I will always look for the good in people and not the bad. (laughs) So I will observe people. Remember, I always say I'm a people watcher. I will always watch people until I see the good. And when I see the
1: good, I latch on to that. And when I approach them, I'm going to talk to them about their good. I'm going to promote their good. I'm going to encourage their good. I'm going to build up their good. Because that's the way we're supposed to see each other. If you want that, don't see
0: the good in people. God, God, transform my mind. God, transform my mind. I
1: want to see the good in people because I know there's some good in people. All of us are not just messed up. You know, even when I go to Mercer County Correctional Center, I don't even tell them that they're terrible. Some people have committed homicide I'm teaching to. I never looked at them and said, you are just a mess.
0: I never told them that. I always tell them guys has a mercy kind. I says, I don't remember meeting too many evil people in the world. I said, you're not evil. I said, don't let nobody make you think you're
1: evil. I don't care what you've done. People get put in positions where they make mistakes and do wrong things, but you're not evil.
0: We have to look for the good in people. We have to lock in on the good and tell them about the good. Now, that don't mean I don't tell you about the bad when I have to. <laughs> but, but here is the trick. I'm hoping, and I'm sure this is the way our father worked, I'm hoping that you know that I appreciate your good, that when I tell you about your bad, you pay attention. That, that's what I'm hoping. Now, if I'm always telling you that you're bad and I never tell you you're good, then I've got a problem. And if that's what you do, you've got a problem. But if we can tell people about their good and lock on to that and tell them about their good, I'm sure that they will feel better about themselves. I'm sure that they will do something about it. When somebody tell you that you're good at something, when somebody tell you
1: what's good about you, you you think about it and then you think how to improve that good.
0: Ah, oh, help us more. Joseph's family didn't understand what the dream was about. They only understood that they would have to one day bow down to him. All they got out of the dream was that they would have to humble themselves and submit to Joseph one day. And with, with, with Joseph being the, the second to the last child, they didn't feel good about that. He was almost a baby. We bow down to you. Are you kidding me? Our dreams, many of our dreams are sitting dormant in our heart and mind and they need legs. Tell somebody my dream needs legs. Tell somebody else my dream needs legs. That's what's going on. Your dream don't have legs. God has given you the dream,
1: but the dream need legs. It's dormant. It's not moving. It needs legs to move. And so God wants you to get some legs on your dream.
0: My dream needs legs. (laughs) huh? Can I tell you this? Your dreams will stay dormant and never come alive until they get some legs. Until they get some legs.
1: Preacher, how do they get legs?
0: Somebody asked me that. How do they get legs? legs. Alright. You know how they get legs, killer? You have to begin to tell your dreams. Brother Fox, in order for your dreams to get legs and come alive, you have to start telling your dreams. Brother Sam, we're the opposite. I ain't telling nobody nothing. God put this in me. I ain't letting them know nothing. You see, Brother Sam said, that's right. cause That's how he is. He don't talk much. That's right. I ain't telling nobody. But here is, that's us. Understand. That's our natural tendencies. Protect. Defend. Protect. Defend. But I'm talking this morning about your dreams are safe with God. So whether I tell it or I don't, my dreams are safe with God. So here is how they get legs. You have to tell your dream. You have to start speaking it out, Genesis. God put a dream in me that one day I'm going to be at Youth Congress and I'm going to be on that stage singing and worshiping God with all the people. That's what you tell. And then they're going to say, who she thinks she is? You know what Genesis said? That she's going to be at the next Youth Congress on stage. She crazy. She barely can sing good at church. Just giving you out work. But hear what I'm saying. Joseph's dream stayed with him. But when he told it, it came alive. And it got legs.
1: <laughs>
0: Let me take my time and get through this. When you tell your dream. It now becomes activated. Once Joseph told his dream, it set off a chain
1: of actions. He told his dream and now all these things started happening. But if he never told his dream,
0: nothing happened.
1: We are somehow taught or learned how to, I'm not saying nothing. But in God, you must speak it if God gave it to you. God gave your mouth so you can speak. And if God put something in your heart, if He gave you a dream, you gotta tell it to the world. You gotta speak it out and you gotta claim it in Jesus name. What, are you afraid that the devil going to stop it? Are you afraid that if you tell it to somebody, the devil going to stop it? Are you afraid that if you tell it to somebody, they going to try to stop it? Do you think somebody can stop your dream that God gave you? you think somebody can prevent your dream from coming to pass that God gave you? That's what you're telling me?
0: I'm not saying nothing. Because if I say it, yeah, everybody gonna come against me. If I say it, people gonna be hating on me. You really think if God gave you a dream and you speak it, people gonna stop it?
1: Hmm.
0: Joseph. Listen to me. Not gonna be much longer. Joseph told his dream and it sets off a chain of actions. His destiny to become governor of Egypt was now in place and began to move. The dream that God gave Joseph, all the dream said, Miss Sherry, was that Joseph was standing in front, his sheaves or his sheaf was standing and his brother's, sheaves were laid down in front of his, was bowed down in front of his. That's all he got. He didn't know he was going to be governor of Egypt one day. He didn't know he was going to be the ruler over the most powerful nation at the time. He didn't know all that. All he knew was, somehow God is going to have me in a position where people are going to submit to me. That's all he knew. He didn't know anything else. His brothers kind of heard that, but they were mad about it because... All they're thinking is, you're nobody special for us to bow down to you. And so that's all they really knew what it was. But the dream was this. When God gave them that dream, what God was doing, they didn't notice till it was all over. But what God was doing was preserving his people. There was going to be famine. In all the land all around them and in their land, there was going to be starvation. They weren't going to be able to have food. And if you don't have food, guess what? You die. So they were going to starve for seven years and was going to end up dying. God knew that famine was coming. So God gave Joseph that dream. And so Joseph was supposed to be governor over all Egypt. And you might as well say all all over over all the world because Egypt was a power at that time. And so that's what the dream was all about. So God kind of showed him the end of the dream. Man, God, you a mess. God showed him the end of the dream. God didn't show him all in the middle of the dream. God didn't show him the process. Somebody say the process. God don't show you the process. And that's why process is so hard for us because God don't show the process. God tells you what the ending is, but he don't tell you what the process is like. And so many of us have ran away from the things that God wants to do in our life because we didn't trust the process. We just thought that, you know what, this can't be God. Why is this happening? Why is that happening? And we run away from the dream because we didn't trust the process. In this this day and age, try this because I try to do this. When things get crazy, I gotta stop and say, God, you said this. And man, oh man, this situation don't look like that right now. But I know you said this. It's all I can do. I know you said this. And if you said this, if you showed me this, if you gave me a dream for this, all I can do is keep on moving. Keep on going. Because I don't know the process, but I know you promised this. <laughs> Oh God help us today. Hallelujah. God gave you a dream. Or made you a promise. All he did was let you know the
1: ending. Right. And so your dream has to take legs. Your dream must be activated. And the way how your dream gets activated. Is by telling it. Right. Right. Come on. So when Joseph told his brothers the dream. They hated him. And
0: guess what happened when they hated him. They tried to figure a way to destroy him. Damn. So they figured we're gonna stop this dream. Can we learn from Joseph? That his brothers wanted to stop the dream God gave him. Were they able to stop it? So so what? Joseph better than you? God, God, God favored Joseph over you? If I know my Bible right, God said he's no respectable person. So if he did it for Joseph, he's gonna do it for you, Sherry.
1: If he did it for somebody else, Austin, he going to do it for you too. So why am I standing around acting like, well,
0: you know, he did it for Joseph. Joseph came from the line of, you know, Judah and oh, all that stuff. Oh, no. That, that's how we're rolling. We're not going to trust God that if he did it for Joseph, he going to do it for you. And so Joseph's brothers want to destroy him to just stop the dream. But the very thing, I've watched this often time, oh my goodness, I've lived it myself. The very thing that is set up to destroy you, that you thought was set up to destroy you, is the very thing that's the vehicle that will take
1: you to fulfill your dream. Do I need to say that again? The very thing you thought was set up to destroy your dream is the vehicle that God will use to
0: accomplish the dream. So let me use, let me show you how clear it is. He told his brother they tried to kill him. So when they ended up not killing him, guess what? They sold him to slave traders. Listen to this, church. Joseph would have never got to Egypt. No other way. No other way. He was his daddy's favorite son. And his daddy had him close. You ain't going nowhere. You stay with me till I die. And his daddy wouldn't let him go. So if it was up to daddy, daddy Jacob to let him go, he was going to stay in the land where they were and die. He wasn't going nowhere. Daddy Jacob, you're my boy. No, you're not going nowhere. So daddy Jacob would have never let him go. So if God gave him a dream to do that and and it was going to be done in Egypt and he never get to Egypt, tell me how the dream was going to be fulfilled. Tell me how the dream would be fulfilled if he never got to Egypt. So the only way he could have got to Egypt was for his brothers to be hating and be mad and sell him.
1: His brothers had to be mad at him.
0: Another reason, Teddy, I don't get mad at people. When I get frustrated and mad, I got to get my heart right and get it right with them. Because I got to realize I'm a child of God. And the devil will use anything or anyone to stop God's purpose in my life. And if I get mad at people, I can get distracted. Come on, somebody help
1: me this morning. If you allow people to get dis- to distract you and thinking they're the problem, you're missing it. People are not the problem. There's a devil that's trying to stop your dreams, and he will use people, and he will use situations, he will use whatever he can use to destroy and stop your dreams. We're worried about an individual. I can't believe they did this to me and they did that to me and God will just whisper in your ears. That's the vehicle. So the vehicle was your brother's gonna hate you and sell you into slavery. He would have never got to Egypt no other way. How else was he gonna get to Egypt? He was, daddy wasn't letting them go. so he got sold and now here he is
0: the dream got legs
1: the dream became activated the dream started moving But it didn't move while he kept the dream. I don't know when he dreamt the dream and when he told it. But all I can tell you is as long as you hold on to the dream and it's just between you and God, that dream will never come alive. That dream will never take legs. That dream will never come to pass. You need to bring the dream alive. And so you can't worry about
0: all the stuff that's going to... Overtake you and mess with you when the dream come alive. Your focus now is the dream has legs, the dream is alive, and the dream is moving. What are you going to do about it? So Joseph was so into slavery. Hmm. The chain of actions. Started when Joseph told his dream. Check it out. They sold him. So now they sold him into slavery. God is so strategic, it will blow your mind. I don't know if there could have been another way he got there. But God made sure he was sold into slavery. Why? Preacher. Remember, Joseph was favored by his daddy. He had a little sense of entitlement in his life. Man, God help me with this. I'm telling you, God made me see this thing so clear. I'm like, whoa, Lord. So by being his daddy's favorite, there was entitlement in him. Made him feel like, Austin, he deserve, he deserve. I'm the man, I'm the man. This is mine. This is how it's supposed to be. People are supposed to cater to me because his daddy catered to him and made everybody cater to him. So there was some entitlement in his life. So as good as Joseph was, we can read, the, 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 scholars will tell you, Joseph is what we call a typology of Christ. That's how deep Joseph was. So it means, just as Jesus came into this world and how he did things and saved the world, look at Joseph's life. It's a typology, right? The Old Testament shows typology of things to come. So Joseph's life was showing us how Christ will be when he came. So Joseph is a, so, 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 trust me, he's a really good dude, solid dude, but he had to have some entitlement in him and God says slavery will take care of this. Let him go serve people. <laughs> We're running away from serving in God's kingdom. We're running away from serving people. And we don't realize God is trying to get some entitlement out of us. God is trying to work out some pride out of us. When you act like a servant, when somebody talk to you like a servant and you submit like a servant, you now know, guess what? That that pride is out of me. That, That stuff that's in me, that entitlement stuff is out of me. And so now when you get there is when you will realize, okay, God is ready to use you. God don't use nobody that is entitled and prideful. You may do your thing on your own and say, God is using you, but I'm telling you, God don't do that. And so he worked out of Joseph entitlement. Joseph had to serve people. And I'm sure when he started, I'm sure he was like, do you know who I am? I'm
1: the son of Jacob. I'm sure he was like that, brother Teddy. I'm sure he was like... I'm not a slave. I'm the son of Jacob.
0: But after a while, nobody paid that any attention. Boy, go serve something. Go go, go break up them bricks over there. Get out of here. Tell me you're not son of Jacob. Go break some bricks. Go, go make some mortar. Go do something. Get out of my face. We don't know who Jacob is. The entitlement was working out of him. And so now, he's, Moving in the dream. He's on the journey of the dream. The dream is being fulfilled now. Oh, but pastor, as the dream is being fulfilled, I'm thinking that there's a lot of good stuff that's going to happen. Don't worry about how the dream gets fulfilled. Just worry about the dream being fulfilled. How it gets fulfilled is up to God. My job is to stay the course. Your job is to stay the course so God can fulfill the dream. And so he was sold into slavery. The chain of action started. The process started for Joseph to become governor over all Egypt and over all the nations. By telling his brother his dreams, they hated him enough to sell him. And now we've got this issue going on. If we're going to see our dreams take legs, we're going to have to start telling them. No more holding on to stuff. No more, I don't want nobody to know. No more, I can't say it cause the devil gonna hear it. That's not how your dreams will be fulfilled. I'm telling you this morning that you can trust God with your dreams. And if you trust God with your dreams then you can do what you got to do and not worry about what will happen. And because things look like they're bad that's happening to you it don't mean it's bad. That is again our own experiences and our own issues internally that we have that we have to work out of us and deal with. Because bad things are happening
1: it doesn't mean God has forsaken you. Because bad things are happening it doesn't mean you're no longer a Christian, because bad things are happening, it doesn't mean that God don't love you, because bad things are happening, it doesn't mean that God has forgotten about you, because bad things are happening, it doesn't mean you're a nobody, you're still a child of God, God is still on your side but these things must happen, it's a part of the process when your dreams take legs this is how the process works, and if you don't tell it you sit on it, and you will never see your dream fulfilled we, we look at bad things happening
0: like, man, I felt like I was doing good in God and all of a sudden these things are happening. Why are these things happening? I go to church, I pray. Why well, does it seem like God is not listening to my
1: prayers? Can you imagine, God help me today. Can you imagine how Joseph was praying when he got sold into slavery? Can you imagine how Joseph was praying when he was serving as a, as a slave? He was praying all the time while he was serving and wondering, why God have you forsaken me? Why?
0: And guess what? And God probably didn't even listen to him, didn't even didn't even say one word back to him. I don't read I don't read I don't read I don't read anywhere in the text the whole Joseph story where God where Joseph prayed to God while he was serving and God said Joseph just keep on going the dream will come true I don't remember reading that so I'm gonna believe because Joseph was a man of God that he kept praying And God wasn't answering. Anybody pray sometimes? You'd be like, man, God ain't answering me. And you just kind of stop praying too. Oh, he won't answer me? That's a baby move right there. I prayed and God didn't answer. I'm not praying no more. If He God, he needs to show me. Like we can control God. We might try to control each other. Can't control God. And thinking that you're going to do something until God respond, you only going to hurt yourself, baby. Don't force God to respond to you. You respond to God. And if God gave you a dream, just stick with the process. If God gave you a dream, just keep on following. Stay on the journey because God gave it to you. Don't worry about the obstacles. Don't worry about the challenges. Don't worry about the things that you're going to go through. Here I am. Bringing it down to a close. Did y'all check that on the um on the flight rayon where the um the pilot says on both flights where the pilot says, um um, flight attendants prepare for landing. You remember when he said that? How much time he said before we land? Always twenty minutes. 19, nineteen twenty. He's always saying that. Uh huh. And then right before you land, he said one more you know one more time. right right, right before the wheels touch. I'm I'm in the second. I'm getting ready to finish. So the wheel's getting ready to touch. Yes. The wheel's getting ready to touch. (laughs) God, if we're going to see our dreams come true and and come to pass, we're going to have to start telling our dream to start the chain of actions. God is going to allow you to go through some trials and some challenges, which are stepping stones to bring that dream to pass. Joseph was 17 years old when God gave him the dream. 17. Hmm. 17. Through the trials and challenges, as he was going towards the dream, the dream wasn't accomplished until Joseph was 30. Seventeen got the dream. Now I'm not saying God used the same time period all the time, so don't don't hold on to um, what's that? Thirteen years? Don't hold on to thirteen years for your dreams to be accomplished. Don't do that. I'm just telling you how God does things in His own time and how He does things. So so Joseph was told at age seventeen, dreams didn't get fulfilled till age thirty. So all while from seventeen to thirty, Joseph was going through, going through. Because you get sold into slavery, you're going through. So he went through for 13 years. How, how many years have you been going through stuff? Ask your neighbor, how many years have you been going through stuff? You don't have to tell him, just ask him. It wasn't until Joseph told his dream, though, is when the dreams took legs and started moving and going. Are we going to abandon our dreams because things got challenging for us? Are we going to abandon our dreams because things got tough? We're going through trials. We're going through situations. Are we going to abandon our dreams because of that? Or are we going to say, God gave me a dream and I'm going to go through the process. God gave me a dream, so I'm going to hold on to it. Let me tell you this. The process was what prepared Joseph to be a great governor. Over all Egypt and over all the nation. At 17, when God gave him the dream, he could not have been governor over all Egypt and the world. You're not ready to be where God say you will be. I heard a preacher said this the other day. I thought it was pretty good. He says, you have a great sense of your calling in God. Your pastor has the timing of it. I wanted to run like I was crazy. Think about that. That's how God worked. So God put into your life your desires and your passion that he's bringing you towards. But he never gives you the timing. He gives the pastor the timing on when you're ready to do it. So the pastor knows the timing. You understand the call. Because the pastor will never really know everything that goes on within you. I will never really know all of the details, your communion with God, your connection. with I will never know all of that. Only you do. But I will know it's the time. Austin, it's time. God allows the pastor to know the time. He may not let him know all the details of how passionate you are about the calling and all all the experiences you have in when you pray to God and everything that you do. But God will give him the time. When Joseph went through some of his stuff, some of what he went through, Potiphar's wife, as some of you know the story, Potiphar's wife accused him of trying to hit on her. It was a lie. But that was another part of the journey that Joseph had to go through in order to prepare himself for what God was taking him to, to his destiny, for the dream. And here it is the gifts will operate when you become mature. Joseph, in all what he went through, he learned to stay submitted and learned to go through the process, which means God says, now you have been through so much. You have learned things. I can trust you now. And I can even trust you to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. Joseph, Was able to interpret dreams. He didn't interpret his dream. The Holy Ghost. I love the Holy Ghost. At 17. Why didn't he just knew his dream how it was going to go? So that tells me the gifts of interpretation was not operating in Joseph at the time. At 17. But when he got to 30 years old. And he went through all the stuff he went through. The gifts now operating in his life. And you're like, whoa, Joseph. And so here's where I'm closing at. Joseph had a dream. And his dream caused him to go through a whole lot of stuff. He got sold into slavery. He got accused by a man's wife that he did something. He didn't do it. He got thrown in jail. And in jail, he got favor to be a helper in the jail. While he was a helper in the jail, Pharaoh Butler and Pharaoh um, Baker... Got thrown into jail because of some stuff. Joseph interpreted their dreams. When he interpreted their dreams, now the gift of interpretation working, he interpreted their dreams. He said to them, Listen, man, you know I don't like being in this dungeon. Again, let you know, Joseph didn't enjoy what he was going through. He says, When you get out of here, you tell Pharaoh about me. One got hung, the other one got out, got his position restored. He never told Pharaoh. And so one day Pharaoh had a dream. Now we're on the fourth dream. I could have called this sermon the four dreams. But now Pharaoh had a dream. And Pharaoh didn't understand the dream. And he called in all his magic- magic- magicians and all the people that he thought could interpret a dream and none of them could interpret a the dream. Then finally the butler says, I messed up. I remember this guy I was in jail with he interpreted a dream and it came straight as he said it. That's what happened. He's still down there. You want him? He can interpret a dream. I pick up a lot of things in scripture when I read it. But here's what I picked up. They didn't bring Joseph before Pharaoh until Joseph was washed, shaven, and put on some certain kind of clothes. We always talk about I got to look nice to go to church. That ain't what the sermon's about today, but I pick up a lot of things in scripture that, you know, it's when the time is right I'll teach about them. But we always worry about why should we look. It was proper that whenever you went before a king, you better look right. I watch people go to the White House to meet the president. Watch how they look. The Bible says Jesus is the what? King of kings. And I'm just supposed to just go in his house. Whatever. When you don't know any better, it's okay. But when you get the teaching, understand it's right. It's proper to go before your king right. Yes, some of that is spiritual, which is your heart being right, your mind being right. But it also means everything being right. They brought Joseph up out of the dungeon, brought him before Pharaoh, and he interpreted Pharaoh's dream. And when he interpreted Pharaoh's dream and started talking about it, Pharaoh said, who else can carry out such a task except for the one that knew everything about it? Look at everybody that got used to accomplish Joseph's dream. His brothers, the slave traders, Potiphar's wife that accused him. Then you got The people in the jail, the butler, the baker, and now Pharaoh. God used all those people, Sam, as stepping stone to accomplish this man's dream. Gave him a dream at 17 and use all these circumstances to bring the dream to pass. And so now Joseph became governor of all Egypt and all the world. And the famine started. And daddy had to send his boys to go in front of Joseph. And when they come in front of Joseph, man, when they came in front of Joseph, that journey, we can't, Zion, we can't despise the journey. Because if he didn't do it right, when his brothers came in front of him, he would have said, y'all hated on me. You sold me. And he would have tortured them and made them miserable and eventually do something to them. I don't know what. Because his heart would have been so messed up from all the wrong that they did. He could have called everybody and bring that that butler that, that forgot about me. And mushed him. Don't you ever forget it. He could have did people wrong. Because a lot of people did him wrong on the journey. But he said, you meant it for evil. But God meant it for good. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. And so all of what we go through, the devil meant it for evil. People didn't know they were being used, but God always was in charge. I can trust God with my dreams. I can trust God with my dreams because he's always guiding the dream. He's always having control of the dream. It's just up to me to tell the dream that the dream get legs will you stand? What are you going to do about the dream that's in your life? What are you going to do about the dream that's in your life? Let me tell you this. Until you serve somebody else's dream your dream will, ne- will never come to pass.
1: Uh huh. Uh huh.
0: Uh huh. Joseph had to tell the butlers about their dreams. And here's how it worked the dream that he had, God gave him that dream. But Pharaoh, it was Pharaoh's dreams. It was Pharaoh's dream. Pharaoh had that dream about the famine that was coming. And so Joseph had to serve in Pharaoh's dream in order to
1: accomplish.
0: Oh, Jesus, will you help me this morning? Can you see that? Joseph had to serve Pharaoh's dream. Pharaoh was the one that dreamt about the famine. But Joseph dreamt about people bowing down to him. So Joseph's dream and Pharaoh's dream was two different things. In Joseph's dream, he did not see a famine. He didn't understand a famine. All he knew was he was going to be in a position where people would have to come to him and they would have to bow down and pay homage to him. That's all he saw. In Pharaoh's dream, God let him see the famine and the plentiful. And he said, only you can execute this. And so in Joseph's promotion to be governor, he was executing Pharaoh's dream to accomplish his dream. You can't see your dream come true until you serve somebody else's dream. I'm sure if the Lord don't take me, I'm going to see the dreams of this church come true because I served another man's dream. I served my pastor's dream with
1: everything that was in me. Never budged. Never budged. I served this dream. The dream that God gave him, I served it.
0: So whatever dream God has given me, I will see it come to pass. The dreams that God has given you, you're going to have to serve somebody else's dream for your dream to come to pass. God have this thing set up where we can't do what we want and accomplish what God says. We're going to have to do what God wants to accomplish what God says. And all the different emotions that we feel and some of the things that happens and how people treat us and how things are not working out, that's okay. You're going to experience those. Joseph did. But just understand it's part of the journey in fulfilling and accomplishing The dreams that God gave you. All of you have dreams. All of you have dreams. And if you don't have them, God is going to give them to you. But you can only fulfill them. If you let them first take legs. By telling it. Start telling your dreams. And here's the thing. You need to ask somebody. Can I trust you with my dream? I've made up in my mind. This. I feel so strongly about this. I don't know how this happened to me. But I can sincerely tell every one of you in here today. I will serve your dreams if you tell them to me. I'm here for your dreams. It doesn't mean you're going to always agree with me. It doesn't mean you're going to always like what I tell you. But what I'm telling you is I'm going to serve your dream. Because I know that's what God put me here for. He put me here to make all of your dreams come true. That's what he did. So when I stand here every day, whenever I stand, it's to help you fulfill your dreams that God gave you. I don't have nothing. In, I don't have nothing in the game. No skin in the game, so to speak, but to do that for you because I love God and God called me to this place to do this thing. That's all I want. I just want your dreams to be fulfilled, to come true because that's what God wants. And if you will serve somebody else's dream as I'm serving your dream, my dream will come true. Yours will come true. We all will be in a better place if we will serve each other's dreams. But just remember, They must take legs by us telling it. Let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, touch us today. Your word has gone forth. Now, Lord, I pray that you will speak to our hearts directly now, Lord God. Lord, I've spoken with my voice. Now we need the Spirit, the Holy Spirit to move this morning and accomplish your purpose. Accomplish Your dreams in their heart, Lord God. I pray, almighty God, that every person in this place today will trust you with their dreams. That they will be bold and confident to know, Lord God, that no matter what, nobody can stop their dreams from being fulfilled. That no matter what... God if they will just trust you that you will bring their dreams to pass I pray that they will trust you more than they fear the devil I pray that they will trust you Lord God more than they trust anyone I pray that they will trust you Lord God to fulfill their dreams I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that today Lord God you will provoke our minds provoke our hearts to change our ways provoke us Lord God to now Lord Jesus surrender and become a doer of your word and not just a hearer, father what
1: is wrong with us Lord I ask you to help us uh, dig out of us the things that are in us that's stopping us Lord God uh, from being responsive from being obedient to the preaching and the teaching uh, of the word of God uh, father don't let us come in today and hear this word uh, and not oh God take heed uh, and not Lord God have wisdom from you to apply what we've heard today Lord God uh, show us Lord Jesus uh, oh God help us, Almighty oh God, uh, for today, Lord Jesus, we want to activate our dreams. Uh, somebody activate your dream today. Uh, if you will just begin to open up and speak it, uh, God will begin to move on it. Uh, God will start the journey that He needs to bring you on. Uh, but will you just open your mouth and speak it? Uh, will you open your mouth and speak it uh, in the name of Jesus Christ? Uh, that today, Lord God, uh, we will obey by speaking our dreams. Uh, we will obey, Lord God, by speaking our dreams and let your will be done letting the dream take legs and begin to move and begin to operate and begin to accomplish the will of God Lord we all have a destiny and oh God you are the one that placed that dream whether it was while we were daydreaming or whether we were sleeping that word that you had placed in us Lord God we want to see it fulfill. we want to see it come to pass and we ask today in the name of Jesus that we will stand on your word, stand on your promise, trust you, Lord God, and know assuredly that you will bring my dream to pass in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, God, have your way today. Lord, bless your people. And oh, God, help your people to trust you, Lord Jesus, to abide in you, Lord Jesus, and to be a doer of the word and not just a hearer. Father, I pray that you are burning in us, Lord Jesus. Jesus, your will that it may be accomplished. We love you, God. We call upon your name today. We want your will to be done. There are generations, your God, that's coming after us that we can impact, your God. Lord Jesus, you allow us to be born in our family so we can be the one to God preserve them by praying, by fasting, by standing in the gap, by being an example, by loving you and serving you, by to the truth, Lord God. We can be the one, Lord God. We can be, oh God, the linchpin, to help our families know who you are, to help our families be saved, to help our families know truth. And I pray today in the name of Jesus Christ that this day, Lord God, we will realize who we are in you. We will realize who we've been called to be. And God, we will go after it. And God, we will go after it. And God, we will hold to it. And God, we will do it. In the name of Jesus, I pray your anointing will flow upon your people and your will be done and you will give them understanding and you will give them wisdom and you will give them direction, Lord, that they will not fear, and they will not fear. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me. In the presence of my enemy Thou anointest my head With oil My cup runneth oil Surely goodness and mercy Shall follow me All the days of my life And I will dwell in the house of the Lord Forever and ever And ever And ever My children will dwell In the house of the Lord Forever and ever My family will dwell In the house of the Lord Forever and uh, God, I surrender to your will. Let that dream be fulfilled. For I will speak to them, and they will come alive and take legs. And God, I pray now that you will give us the strength, that you will keep us, and God, when we go through the trials, when we go through our challenges, our eyes will be on you. Our eyes will be on you. Our affection will be towards you. Our love will be towards you, and we will stand on your word, and your promises, and oh God, we know, and you will keep us, and we will make it, we thank you today, and we praise your name, and we honor you, for you are God, all by yourself, will somebody give the Lord some praise, will somebody begin to thank the Lord, will you begin to thank him today, come on, open up your mouth, and